0: Welcome to War Stories. I'm Preston Stewart, and this is a show where we talk about America's military history through the lens of individual acts of heroism and valor. Enjoy. All right, today we've got the story of Private Wilburn Ross. And this is going to be our first conversation about a soldier from the 3rd Infantry Division during World War II. And if you look at where this action took place near St. Jacques, France in October of 1944, it's in kind of a unique location. It shouldn't be a unique location, but, but as time goes on, we tend to um, reduce down historical events to kind of a quick storyline. And the quick storyline with Western Europe really is D-Day pushed through France into Belgium, into Germany. Cross the rivers and the red army's coming from the East allies coming from the West. Um, we, we squeeze Germany, but there were, there was a Southern front in the European theater of operations outside of Italy, outside of North Africa, outside of the Mediterranean, there were landings in Southern France. There was a major amphibious operation called Operation Dragoon that was designed it, in fact, it was so big that they couldn't pull it off at the same time as as D Day, the the landings um, on Omaha, Utah, Sword, etc. on June sixth, nineteen forty four. So it was originally planned to take place right about the same time, but there weren't enough resources. Um, so the Third Infantry Division, Wilbur uh, Wilburn Ross, took part in that operation, Operation Dragoon, which I'd I'd like to go into more detail later because it's something that even as a fan of military history I don't come across it's not real mainstream it's almost like you have to dive in and specifically research that operation and the reason for that without going down a deep rabbit hole is there is a there was some debate if you think about it if you're if you're seeing success in one area is it better to reinforce that area or open up a second front so the big debate before during and after operation dragoon is do we take this you know x number of soldiers material equipment everything and and put it behind the major allied thrust coming in from the normandy beachhead or do we open up a second area and try to you know spread the germans too thin and i think the end result would say that it didn't hurt because we saw success in both areas but there's always the what if. What if we really reinforced um, the push of the breakout um, from Normandy? But that's going a little too far down rabbit holes. Today, we're we're here to talk about Private Wilburn Ross. So Private Ross was in Golf Company, 2nd Battalion, 30th Infantry Regiment, again, part of the 3rd Infantry Division serving during World, World War II in France. On 30 October 1944, his unit is... Attacking a German position, it ends up being a pretty well-trained, pretty well-equipped German force, and they suffer substantial casualties. They've lost, either killed or wounded, taken prisoner, 55 out of 88 within his company. So they're down to, I can do this math, 33 people remaining able to fight, and they're expecting a German German counterattack at any moment. Should back up there. Their assault was not successful. So they suffered these casualties, had to pull back. And now this 33-man force is expecting a German counterattack. Now, a counterattack, a good way to think about it, boxing is such a good analogy for so many things in, in military history. But if you have two boxers standing side by side, neither one of them are really on the attack. But the minute somebody throws a punch, the dynamic changes. That's the nature of a counterattack. It's, it's not just I attack, then you attack, then I attack, then you attack. A counterattack is designed to take advantage of the change in that situation. So to use the boxer analogy again, the boxer throws a punch. They're not as sturdy as they were beforehand or their, their body position has changed. To move that into a, a combat scenario, this unit had 88 people before their assault. Now they're down to 33. That's changed. What may not have been a, um, what may not have been a good position for the Germans to attack against a day prior, might be different now. The Americans are wounded, they're tired, they're shorter on ammunition, the supply line might be a little more stretched. So it makes sense for, in this scenario and in many scenarios, for a counterattack to take place. The situation has changed, so they're expecting a counterattack, and it comes. Private Private Ross positions his, mach, his machine gunner. He positions his machine gun ahead of friendly lines, about 10 yards out. It's not crazy, uh, but but what he does by doing that, he opens up more of a field of fire. So if he, you know, to take it the opposite way, if he's behind American lines, he's going to have a very narrow gap between his supporting riflemen. If he's right in line, um, the gap's going to be a little narrower. But if he's right up front, he's almost got, you know, 180 degrees that he could potentially fire that machine gun. Not very realistic and hard to pick up this heavy, you know, 30 plus pound machine gun and shift it from one position to the next. Nonetheless, being ahead of friendly lines gives him the ability to fire in multiple directions. However, he also then takes on the full brunt of the German assault. Over the course of the afternoon, this ends up being a five hour, really five hours of, of intense combat. He's at the point of the German assault. There end up being eight total assaults on this position, eight total counterattacks trying to overrun the American lines. They see this weakened unit, and this is going to be the point that they try to break through and exploit. Private Ross stays in his position, stays in the machine gun, despite mass amounts of small arms impacting around him, grenades going off all over the place. At one point, there's even enemy grenadiers moving within four yards of his position Lobbing grenades trying to um, trying to take him out with grenades, which he he throws back or they miss. It's a substantial fight for much of the afternoon. In turn, that volume of fire and the number of enemy coming at them, his supporting riflemen run out of ammunition. So his guys that are there with him are out or severely low on ammunition he's running out of ammunition as well. So after the seventh attack, the word comes down, hey, it's time to fall back. His his guys are really not able... They're fixing bayonets at this point. Um, they ask him to fall back, but he he also knows that there's some guys moving forward with additional machine gun ammunition. So he gets to make a decision. I would say his superiors probably don't want him to make that decision on his own, but he's... Because they told him to fall back, they're trying to... From where they sit, it's get back here, let's consolidate, and we'll do something else. He knows the machine gun ammunition's on the way, he thinks he can hold out, and now it's just this game, this waiting game between the assaults. You have to expect another one to, to come. And and it does. So the eighth assault starts moving forward. They get very close to overrunning Private Ross's position. Um They're, you know, when I say out of ammunition, I guess what I should say is very, very low. So it's not as though there's no fire against the enemy, but the volume is not anywhere near what's needed to keep them at bay. You know, at the last moment, right there up against the wire, the machine gun ammunition shows up and Ross just lets loose. um, Tearing into... The enemy position, the the advancing enemy that have now gained a little bit of confidence because that machine gun that's been keeping them at bay for seven successive attacks is a little quieter right now. Ross opens up on the enemy that's closer than they've been yet and pushes back the eighth assault of the day, stopping the German counterattack and the plans of the German counterattack. Ross is credited himself with killing or wounding 58 German soldiers during this attack. By holding that position or staying in that position, Ross was the only thing stopping a German breakthrough and exploitation of the American lines. So, you know, to go back to the order to fall back, the the, the challenge there is as you retreat, you're you tend to be relatively exposed. It's not always the case, but it's very, very hard to retreat and move back from a defensive position and not somehow risk getting shot in the back or the enemy coming very quickly on your position. Ross is taking that gamble that I'm going to hold on. I'm going to wait for that machine gun ammunition to get here and miraculously it does. He plugged the gap in the lines by himself, that machine gun position and almost single-handedly pushed back. 58 German attackers at his hand. That's enough to stop an attack in his tracks. It's what stopped his company's attack, right? 55 casualties going the other direction was enough to stop. So he turns right around and inflicts that damage right back on the German force. Ross would stay at his position overnight. So this wasn't, you know, we talked about this a couple of times. We tend to see these actions and you think, whew, all right, time to back off. Time to sit down, take a drink. He stays in this fighting position for overnight. In fact, he doesn't move out of it. He doesn't, doesn't. Um, give up this fighting position to to someone else for 36 hours. So, I, I mean, he, he, he single-handedly plugged this gap and then st- sat there just in case. You know, now we can say there were eight assaults. There's no way he knew it was stopping at eight. He was waiting for the ninth, expected a 10th, didn't know what the 11th would bring, and that's what he was waiting on. For this action, for almost single-handedly stopping the German penetration of American lines, Private Wilburn Ross would be awarded the Medal of Honor. In a nice twist to this story that we don't often get to bring up, he came home from the war. He came home from the war, then he stayed in the military, went on to serve in Korea where he was wounded in combat, came back from that war, and retired in 1964 as a master sergeant. So 20 years of service for Private Wilburn Ross, but I'd say a, a pretty Big day in his career was October 30th, 1944, outside of St. Jacques, France, when he just about single-handedly repelled a German, repeated German counterattacks against his beleaguered company line. And for doing so, awarded the United States Medal of Honor.